Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. Oh, baby. It's October 27th. I am Joel Pearl, and I am here as I am every week. Flanked by my bestie, flanked by my ride or die. I am here with Cresta Star. Cresta, how are you doing? I was feeling like Rosemary, but ended up on Danhausen. But if you squint your eyes, you get Sting. How are you, baby? Sting a baby. <laughs> I mean, I think you're looking pretty good for, for Rosemary. I think it's better than, I mean, Crestahausen would be hilarious to me. Crestahausen, my nose itches. So if you see me like poking my nose with an object, because I, if I rub my nose, the black makeup comes on. My nose itches so bad. So this is what's happening right now. Please don't judge me. I love and respect you. <laughs> Well, we love and respect you too. Hello, chat. How are you doing? It's good to see you. You can leave us your thumbs up. You can come and join us in the chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Hey, if you're in the audio realm, you can drop us a five-star review and just be like, hey, I love it when Cresta used the the, the fork on her nose. That was some good <laughs> comedy stuff. Uh, and if you want to donate a super chat, you can go ahead and do that. It's the uh, little... <laughs> <laughs> it itches fork. don't judge me please <laughs> this is trying times it's spooky season <laughs> dollar sign at the bottom of the screen at youtube.com slash fightful there's a little dollar sign you can click that any amount get your question or statement read on the air oh my goodness cresta we also have our humper chats you know what to do if you want to be extra spooky this holiday season for the Halloween, you can go ahead and send us a Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com. We get to keep just a little bit more. It keeps the lights on. It keeps Sean Ross Sapp happy. It keeps us happy. And it keeps Cresta Housen happy with her fork. <laughs> My nose really itches. That means something, something money or some old wives' tale. Ooh, okay. That works for me. Some old wives' tale. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, apparently, that's how Abdullah the Butcher scratches his nose too. That tracks. That that definitely tracks. Maybe yeah. he's maybe he's my spirit dad. I don't know. <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here we are. Uh, we have a really fun show of impact to uh, to talk about tonight. Uh, but before we do, uh, we have some news, Cresta. Do you, do we want? Should we tell them the news? I think we should tell them the news. I think it's great news that you guys have been waiting to hear that we announced on our Twitter earlier. But now that you're here for the news, I think we should tell them the news. So for the last uh, few months, Cress and I have been doing these weekly impact pods. And uh, we appreciate the fact that y'all have been coming in and hanging out with us weekly. And uh, people started asking when Denise and Steven Jensen were doing their post shows, hey, where are Joel and Cresta? Well, the answer is starting with Overdrive in November, we're going to be reviewing all of the Impact Plus shows and the Impact pay-per-views. So get ready for that. 
we're going to start doing that. Like I said, in Overdrive, it's in November. Because Overdrive is happening the night of a live rampage, that is the night before AEW's full gear pay-per-view, things might be a little wonky, but we are working on having some sort of proper schedule when it comes to the Impact Plus and Impact pay-per-view post-shows. But regardless, uh, we're going to be here talking about Impact with all y'all, and it's going to be whenever they do a show. Cresta, I'm stoked. I hope you are too. I'm so excited. Um, I read you guys' comments. I see the chat. You guys always ask where we are. And I want to say a big thank you to FIFU for trusting me in general. I'm just a wrestling memer, I say. But this has been quite the experience. And I cannot wait to yell at you guys about pay-per-views. And I cannot wait for you guys to leave us a comment and tell us what you think about that. Because that makes me feel really special inside of my heart. So I haven't done this since uh, one of our very first episodes. Allison Tucklab's asking, where can I watch Impact Wrestling? If So there's an option you have. If you go to youtube.com slash Impact Wrestling, you can pay a dollar a month if you're uh, in North America. I don't know if it's international, but take a look on their YouTube channel. A dollar a month gets you all of the shows live uh, on Thursday nights. And then you can pay $5 a month to get the Impact Plus shows included along with the live TV shows. That's how I do it. Uh, I find it super duper helpful. And then the pay-per-views, you're on your own. You can watch it through pay-per-view.com or Fight TV, whatever your option is. Uh, That's how I do it. Some people watch it on Access TV or Fight Network in Canada. Uh, There are options. So go ahead and, and hopefully that helps you. I do the same thing. Um, When Joel told me about the um, Insiders Plus, I thought that that was a great idea. For $5, you pretty much get everything. And it's easier. And plus, it does start a little later. So you can take a break and a breather, and there's no commercial. So if you just want to power through it, you can, you know? I'm I'm a big fan of starting my impact experience at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, getting commercial-free, and just being able to relax. I can watch BTI. I can catch uh-huh. George Iceman and do everything all at the same time. It's good stuff. I really get to do my makeup a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I know when BTI comes on, I could take a quick little break and like pay attention, whatever. It's really, it's worth it. And like, we're not getting paid by Impact to say, but it's well worth it if you're going to watch Impact. I love Impact on cable, but I don't, I don't know anyone who really watches cable like that. So please, <laughs> yep. if you want to save yourself the heartache, that's the best way to go about it. So I, I, I got to give us some scoops. Cresta, we were given scoops over the weekend. I love scoops, like ice cream. Uh, yeah, actually better than ice cream. Wrestling ice cream. <laughs> so uh, our friend M.A. Solka, who is often here, actually here every week, uh, mm-hmm. sent me some notes because for the last few weeks, we were talking about how Impact was going to do some uh, some fan and wrestler bowling events for VIPs during their Samstown taping weekend, which was mm. this past weekend. Uh, so initially, M.A. was saying that uh, the show's uh, that the, the bowling might not happen. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's a drag. And then on Sunday, I'm out taking a walk with my kid and I get a DM and he's just like, I have notes and I have scoops. He's <laughs> like, I'm no George Eisenman, but I got scoops. And I'm like, this <laughs> that's is nice. This is great. So, uh, so these were these were the uh, the bowlers who were involved with this VIP bowling event. Joe Hendry, of course, <gasps> you say his name and he appears. Thank you. <laughs> Tasha Steeles, Ace Austin, Taylor Wilde, Trey Miguel, Killer Kelly, uh, Dr. Ross, that's Ross Foreman for those who know. And then there were 15 fans uh, in attendance as well, which is great. That's a, that's a good bowling team right there. That's that's a few bowling teams. Uh, Tasha Steeles had the best average of any of the wrestlers. And I believe still it. The champ. I, Tasha Steeles is a bowler, apparently. I did not know that. Uh, Joe Hendry was pretty good, topped 100 a few times, and then everyone else 
Sulko just said, well, they tried real hard and had fun. <laughs> some of us bowl and some of us get bowled over. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently Trey Miguel was doing like crazy, crazy agile poses every roll. Um, wasn't really hitting pins, but it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of strengths. <laughs> uh, Killer Kelly threw a ball backwards while facing away and got a strike. That's some killer. That's some killer nonsense. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then at the end of the day, uh, M.A. Sokol was saying that everyone was super humble and made time for everyone, which is great to hear. So it sounds like a really fun experience. Um, I would I would love to go bowling with wrestlers and do interviews. That would be fun for a day. That sounds really cool. And honestly, I'm low-key jealous. I am too. It's good stuff. Uh, hey, Allison, thank you for the super chat, by the way. Uh, asking uh- um, what time do they start? So they start uh, on Impact Wrestling's YouTube channel at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you're talking about us, we start right after the show at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. So wherever you are in the world, we are around. Well, we're, we're in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. So hopefully you can find us from there. Uh, good stuff. We start at 10, 10 to give you a time to go to the bathroom, get your snack, and come yes. sit down with us. It's a very, very generous super chat. We very much appreciate that. Um, we'll plug select later. Someone will remind me, I hope, because I've been doing it the last minute lately. So let's talk BTI. George Iceman is here giving us Iceman Intel, and the Intel this week was, well, it existed. Uh, uh, what do you want? No, the way you say, well, it existed, like, ah, George uh, Iceman takes his Intel very seriously. Yes. Well, it says that Honor No More, this is like it, there was tensions between PCO and Honor No More. PCO lost it, took everyone out. Mm-hmm. Vincent's in the hospital. Maria has a major in, uh, injury, which I can confirm uh, is the Rampage flu. So she is no longer available. Uh, <laughs> and Honor No More are furious. Eddie's going to talk about it tonight on the show, which he does. And then he asks, where is PCO and when will he strike again? We'll find that out soon. George Iceman, always on the intel. But I agree with the Maria Canellas AEW flu. Yep. You know, it's funny. A lot of people in, uh, <laughs> in Auto No More seem to have come down with that. Mm, it's true. Lately, it's been a thing. So instead, we get to BTI and the match on BTI is an exhibition tournament match between Black Tours and Laredo Kid. I'm so happy. Scott Demore joins commentary for this one. So great match. Uh, Black Taurus gets the win with Destination Hellhole, which please go back to calling it the Power Bowl. That's all I ask. For the love of God. Destination uh, Power Bowl? I'll take that. I just Destination Hellhole is such a dumb name. I get that he's like Decay and Black Taurus and all that stuff, but just, just workshop <laughs> the name, guys. Just workshop the name. That's all. Cresta, what do you think of the match between Black Taurus and Laredo Kid? Flippy, flippy everywhere, and everyone got to drink. I thought the way commentary was putting it over that like, um, uh, I'm sorry, that Laredo kid was really beating up Black Taurus in the beginning. I didn't feel that way. I thought it was very even. And I love Laredo kid. I think what he does in the ring is borderline straight up fine art. Cause like the way he moves him, I feel that way about him and Kyrie saying when they move, they're crazy. But I was really rooting for Black Taurus. I think that we need to go all in on him. I'm glad he got the win. Um, when Laredo Kid hit Black Taurus with that Hurricane Rana off the off the um apron for Black Taurus then to come back reverse and do like a 450 spin through the ropes, I'm like, what is happening here? First of all, Black Taurus, you are too big to be moving like that. But I appreciate it because it gives me Big Keith Lee, and I love that 
Oh, I can curse. Yeah, I love that shit. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I actually like that comparison. Keep going. I like it. Like, I think it was really great. And I I want them to go all in with Black Taurus. And it's like, much respect to all the other competitors in there, especially Trey Miguel, who busts his ass for this division. But it is time to mess with the bull and get the horns. That's just my two cents. Yeah, absolutely. And these two guys went nuts. They are no strangers to each other. Black Taurus getting the win to me was a big deal. Um, Laredo Kid actually, uh, after the weekend's events, uh, shared that he had some sort of emergency surgery. We wish him well. Um, don't know what his timetable is for return, but regardless, Black Taurus gets the win. Laredo Kid hits a top rope Hurricane Rana from the apron to the floor, which is nuts. Yeah. And then a massive torneo to follow that up off top rope and outside. But then Black Taurus, he talked about it himself, does this whole like he does this top rope throw and it's like a gorilla press slam and he just 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 throws the radio kid off top rope from the top rope it's kind of wild and then uh, a mid rope corkscrew that was nuts yeah. i did not expect that from from black taurus he's normally the guy who catches and throws he's not the guy who jumps and flips yeah and i think i know he can but when he does that's not that's not something he normally do that's not mm-hmm. something he normally does you know what i mean so even that when he was going to do the destination hell hole at the end when he did like this modified muscle bus, it's like that looked gnarly. Yes. Yeah, there was some good stuff there. Uh, so there you go. Black Taurus moving on in this tournament. I think we kind of expected that, didn't we? Yeah. To be honest with you, I could see Laredo taking it. But again, I was biased. So I wanted Black Taurus to win. So he, whoever won, I was going to be like, okay, I could see it. But mm-hmm. I really wanted Black Taurus to win. So I'm happy with the results. I personally was sports entertained. Well, we move on to the main impact show as you use a fork to scratch your Listen, nose. if it itches, I got the scritches. <laughs> I love it. We open up with Scott in his, what he calls his office, but really he's just standing by the door to the entrance of the studio and OGK walk in and they're just like, hey man, this is an unsafe working environment. Uh, Vincent's injured. Maria's injured. We might take legal action or we're going to burn him back to the ground. To which I say, wait, doesn't that make an unsafe working environment even worse? And that's arson. (laughs) That is arson. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Anyway, Scott's like, I don't want to see people hurt or in the hospital, and I like you guys, but then you guys became dickheads. I'm paraphrasing is what I'm saying here. Uh, And Scott is like, I'm not going to put you in a bad situation ever again. And OGK is like, oh, that's great. Uh, That's so wonderful. How about water under the bridge? Let's shake hands. And so they shake hands. And then Scott's just like, well, we never have to worry about you or put you in a bad situation again because you're fired. And then he walks away. He says, I've really had enough. Good luck finding a new job. Well, they did find a new job. In fact, they were in that new job before they made their final appearance on Impact Wrestling. So anyway, I'm glad actually that they wiped, that they they wrapped up OGK properly in Impact. Like they showed up on AEW Rampage before they officially dropped the Impact World uh, Tag Team titles. But I'll, I'll take it. You know what? I... I think it was silly to debut them. I wish they had done the the professional courtesy to just wait a week with impact with uh with AEW and Impact, but whatever. It's not it's not worth arguing about. But this was a good final segment for OGK, in my opinion. My only complaint, my only complaint is that Scott Demore should have did the Vince McMahon voice. You're fine. <laughs> it was it was the best, it was a great way to start. Y'all know how much I love the wrestlers. Of honor no more, but y'all know how much I hated that faction. So when they got fired, I was like, mm, mm, mm. 
Sorry, I have to go down this way, but mm, you can't say you weren't given chances because you were given chance after chance. You just can't keep pissing off everyone and not think you're not going to get your come up in. So, nah, 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 nah. I'm kidding, but <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm happy for them. Do what you got to do. Run amok on AEW so I could complain about it there. <laughs> there you go. Exhibition tournament time. We continue. Trey Miguel and Kenny King have a match, and what a match they have. You mean Alan Angels? I brought yeah. Why does my notes say Kenny King? That's next week. <laughs> the like, Alzheimer's is starting early. <laughs> Dude, I have Alan Angels on every other. Like I even have Angels hits a beautiful frog splash. <laughs> like what the? F- it's a senior moment. We forgive you. We forgive you. I am old. <laughs> I apologize. I'm old. I'm tired. I work with children. I, like, I had to check my notes. Like Kenny King. I don't think he was wrestling. Well, <laughs> as I said it, I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> And your brain's looking at you like, hey, got him. And then you look at your brain like, it's me. What did you get? That's what happens when you're on like minimal sleep and your child screams in your face. Anyway, oh, Trey McGill, Alan Angels. Uh, Trey McGill comes out wearing what's either Green Lantern gear or Green Goblin gear. And if he's going to do this, like sl- this turn that we talked about, Green mm-hmm. Goblin would make most sense. Uh, he also wears a pearl necklace now, which I'm assuming is a nod to the interview that Trey and I did a few months ago. He's just thanking me for the opportunity. So uh, go watch that interview with Trey and myself here on Fightful.com. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Trey gets the win with the lightning spiral. Love that he's using that finish. Now talk to me. What'd you like about the match? It was a very well-paced match. With a lot of mm, a lot of firepower, like that car that drove by. I'm so sorry. In the pits of hell, sometimes you know Ghost Rider goes on by. My apologies for that. <laughs> um, it was a very standard match to me. I'm not going to hold you. I kind of expected Trey Miguel to win. Especially with the storyline that they've been telling him of him slowly going crazy, him turning from Spider Trey to literally the Green Goblin or, or Doc Ock or any other bad guy from Spider Man, if you will, for going with that um, mythos, ethos, whatever it is. I, it was, it was fine. It was fine. The wrestling was good. There was a lot of high spots. What really got me was when um, Alan Angels kicked out of the Meteora. And typically people don't kick out of the Meteora. And I will say tonight, there was a lot of things that people were kicking out of that they don't kick out of regularly. So I'll give it that. But I don't I don't really have any notes. Like, this was one of the matches I was like, okay, I, I kind of figured what was going to happen. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. Alan Angels wrestled perfectly fine. And so did Trey Miguel. It was just, it was great. It's a good match. Alan Angels look good again, and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, we'll be seeing more of him in Impact Wrestling real soon. So yeah, why not? Uh, and then yeah, Trey Miguel winning. I hope. I really feel like he'll be making his way to uh, to to the finals. He's definitely in the semifinals. We'll find out soon. Um, we're gonna jump around a little bit just because of the way things kind of laid out tonight. There was mm-hmm. a lot of like backstage stuff that led to other stuff. It was good stuff. Um, yeah, so let's go backstage with Giselle and Vexed. Giselle's like, hey, we make an amazing trio beating the Death Dolls. By the way, I asked Giselle Shaw if she prefers working in a trios. Uh, apparently, she does, according to this promo, because she puts over Vexed real hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deanna's like, hey, we didn't expect Jordan Grace. But Giselle's like, yeah, but now we do. So Chelsea Green is just like, hey, we're going to beat Mickey again, because apparently there's tunnel vision. They just want to beat Mickey James, send her off on her last rodeo, and then Vex can work on the tag team titles again. And Giselle's like, I can focus on winning the knockouts title and beating Jordan Grace. And then Vex were like, no. No. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> no. 
we're gonna pin Mickey, not Jordan Grace. I love that they're just like so obsessed with Jordan Grace or with, with Mickey way, James. It was the way Chelsea Green. I think it was though. It was no. It was Chelsea Green. She was like, "Relax. You're not. You're not. You're not beating Jordan Grace. You relax." <laughs> that was so mean. I was like, "Yo, she's." Okay, we know she's not winning, but that's not nice. That's not nice. You girls aren't nice girls. <laughs> so it was so absurd. But I'm really looking forward to uh, the inevitable Giselle Jordan again. And we'll, we'll talk it. about the main event later. It was good stuff. Uh, Tasha Steeles takes on Rochelle Scheel, which, by the way, the very similar names, Tasha Steeles and Rochelle Scheel. Mm-hmm. Tasha's got Savannah Evans. Of course, Tasha lays out Rochelle right as the bell rings, hits a cutter, doesn't pin her. Instead, she grabs a microphone, does Tasha steals. And she's like, they put me in here in the ring with this Ragala, Dagala, Shmagala, Dirty Diana. No. <laughs> Joel is regular, regular, shmegular, Dirty Diana. Come on, Joel. I'm going to help you out. Regular, regular, schmegular. <laughs> okay, here's where we pull back the curtain, and Joel admits that he was watching this at 1.75 speed, trying to catch up on the rest of the show because he started BTI a little too late and had to deal with other things. I like regular, daggle, of schmagle, dirty Diana. I think that's better. That's what the, that's what the closed caption said. Because I was reading this like Magala. What? Who's Magala? <laughs> <laughs> The close cash is a while. Now nah, you I got you. I got you. You're my homie. I'm not gonna let you go out like that. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then that, Tasha says that Rachel Shill shouldn't be in the ring with her. And then Savannah Evan comes out ra- just lays out Rochelle Shiel. And technically Shiel wins with the with the DQ. Uh-huh. And then Evans power bombs her, and that's the segment. That was a good one. I, I again we're we're putting over Savannah Evans as a killer. We're potentially setting up either Steels and Evans as a tag team or we're having Savannah Evans shine and Steele's kind of taking a, a, a bit of a break, a back seat, while Savannah Evans gets more opportunities to, to shine in Impact Wrestling. I did find that just to me, and maybe maybe you can concur, but I felt that she was wrestling maybe a little weird too. Like the stalking, that's not typically Tasha Steele's style. Like maybe Killer Kelly changed her when she when she got beat up by Killer Kelly. Maybe that could be a thing. That's what I thought. And also, too, it gave me, I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I make a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race um, references. But if you're familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, there's this thing on there called the Snatch Game. And someone was impersonating Cher. And when she grabbed the mic and said, I shouldn't even be in here with this girl. I could think of the Cher saying, how do I get booked for these chicken shit gigs? How did, how, you, you got me in here with local talent? I was like, yo, you don't got to be that mean. Jesus Christ, this girl's out here Great trying stuff. to make a name for herself. But she's like, I don't care. Savannah Evans killed this girl. And Savannah Evans killed that poor girl. But she got the window, so she won over Impact Star. Come on. <laughs> Gotta take the victory where you can. Backstage, Ace of Bays meet up with the Fat and the Furious. They confront Bully about Ace being laid out last week. Yeah, that's right. I can't see your face in that one. <laughs> Bully says he apologized <laughs> and explained that he didn't do it. And then in the process, he introduces himself to Ace Austin. Ace Austin's like, I know who you are because you jumped me last week. And I never had that happen before until you hit the locker room. And so Ace is like, I don't believe Bully. I don't believe his excuses. And then Bully is like, I don't know. Moose laid you out, Ace Austin. And then Bay and Dreamer go face to face. Bay challenges Dreamer. And I'm just like, oh, son of a bitch. Bully says he'll be at ringside for Tommy Dreamer's match. And he'll get involved if he needs to. And Dreamer's like, no. That seems to be the, that's the, that's the theme of the night. No. 
<laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's a lot of no, <laughs> and then yeah. followed by a dumb reason. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it says you should just stay away. So let's just fast forward. Chris Bay versus Tommy Dreamer. I do not need Tommy Dreamer wrestling on my TV in 2022. He's been around for 33 years. I think we're good. Ace and Bully are ringside. They're talking trash. Dreamer goes to the middle rope for some reason and then just eats a super kick and Chris Bay, thank God, does a 2.9. It's just a slow plotting match until Moose comes out and it picks up a little bit because Bully Ray confronts him. Moose trips up Chris Bay and Bay thinks it was Bully. Uh, thank God Chris Bay still gets the win regardless of that mm. moose and bully stuff going on. Uh, he wins with the Art of Finesse. Talk about it and then we can go backstage. Well, um, I still don't trust Bully Ray. Sorry, Bully Ray. And the Impact uh, Match of the Week did you no favors. <laughs> the Flashback of the Week did you no favors. They've been doing you dirty all week. They're, they're editing you dirty. Furthermore, yes, to an extent, Bully Ray is right. It could have been Moose. But now that Moose heard it, Moose is going to stir the pot. I still think it was him. I think Moose coming out is just stirring the pot, going to make things worse. So um, I'm glad Chris Bay got the win because if Tommy Dreamer pinned him, I think I might have to go and talk to Scott DeMore personally. So <laughs> I probably would have. Uh, yeah, I probably would have went home and uh, messaged Sean and just been like, we're not doing this anymore. We quit. Would have just been a, a walkout advantage right there. I'm gonna have to interview Scott the one with the head like stop it. No more of this. <laughs> I've, got, I've got so many questions for Scott Demore, and I'm so upset that the one opportunity that I had to interview him, I let it slip under my fingers. I let it slip past my fingers because I haven't seen him since, other than that one time, that one show, and I'm so upset. I believe, Joel, you are that guy. Motivational moment, because I believe in Joe Hendry. You're that guy. You're him. You're Himothy. You're going to see him again. And he's going to be like, son. And you guys are going to have a good interview. Scott, please come to Greektown in December. Come see your son. <laughs> I'm sorry, son. <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? I love this photo. This photo will never not get old. I have to submit my photo of me ball-headed with Stokely Hathaway and Scorpio Sky so we can put that in chat every time. Like, these are my dads. <laughs> that photo. That photo's from my wedding day. It's still 10 out of 10. I'm glad Scott Demore could come and walk you down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> my real parents ever get so far into an episode, they're just so confused. They're like, you, 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 something you want to tell us, Joel? <laughs> nah. We're backstage. Bully's all mad and Dreamer's like, hey, relax. And of course, that works whenever you try someone who, when they're upset, you tell them to relax, they automatically relax. Yeah, so that's not what happens here. Bully's like, enough is enough. He came to do things the right way. He had good intentions. And he basically turns into Hurricane Nettie, if you know that episode of The Simpsons. And he's like, nobody trusts me. Everyone still questions me. And I'm questioning whether you, Tommy Dreamer, trust me, Bully Ray. And Tommy's like, Bully, you did the right thing. Everybody saw it, so stop giving others ammo. And then mm -hmm. he's going to take out Moose next time he sees him. So I guess we're going to Bully Ray versus Moose. And I'm okay with that. Make it a you know, make it a stipulation match. Just two big dudes going, going at it, maybe at overdrive. Moose is a jerk. Let me start off and say that. Mm. But I want Moose to beat Bully Ray. <laughs> So, you know, if that's how it works out, it'd be like, you know what, Bully Ray, I don't trust you. And maybe, maybe you are a good guy. Maybe in the beginning it wasn't you. But I feel down the line a bam, wham, bamboozle is coming. So, 
And if I'm wrong, I'll hold that because I trust Impact to either have it do really well in the storyline or go off the rails. But right now, you can't fool a fooler. And I think you're just fooling. You're not nice. <laughs> I don't mind Moose getting involved with this and just being mm. Mr. Shit Disturber. But also, again, like you can play it out that Moose was the one who took out Ace and it just added to the Bully Ray controversy. And mm-hmm. like there's room there. Or, I mean, Bully and Moose teaming up down the line. It's not a bad idea. I wouldn't be against Two jerks? It. It, it'd be Macklin and Moose all over again. Who's going to screw who? And I think the blow-off match for that would be insane because Bully would screw Moose when Moose is trying to screw Bully, and Moose is going to go off the deep end. And I would love to see that. If it, if it leads to that, the Bully Ray just torturing Moose, I'd be here for it because that match is going to be insane. Insane. Problem is you can't do that because they just did that with Moose and Macklin. And then you add Sammy Callahan. It's the same damn story. But now Bully Come Ray's on. playing the role of Steve Macklin. Come on, man. Come on, baby. Just doesn't work that way. <laughs> By the way, shout out to M.A. Solko, who obviously watched the interview with Trey Miguel and says Moose wears ugly sneakers because it's true. Wow. <laughs> uh, backstage, Aussie Open are back. And last time they were here, Motors City Machine Guns won. And they said they were the better team. We have no problems admitting that. But this time we're back for the tag titles and they challenge any team next week. They run the world. Uh, so that's that's exciting. I'm excited to see Ozzy open once again. Are you? I enjoy Ozzy Open's opener. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Their theme music is really good. But it's like you lost the first time, you acknowledged it. I'll give you another shot. To me, they're they're a good team, but they haven't done anything to make me be like, yeah, I'll see open that I've seen. Maybe in New Japan or maybe wherever else. They're the they're the men, the Aussie men. But for right now, for me, it's like. And my opinions changed because it happened in the main event because last time I saw Taylor Wild wrestle, I was like, me. And tonight I was like, okay, okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yes, oh. I agree. And, and when we get there, I, I have the same, same praise for Taylor Wild. Mm-hmm. Hey, D-Skills H-Town, by the way, thank you for becoming a member here at Fightful. And uh, there was a super chat from Ricardo asking, any idea where the Briscoes are? Here's some love. Uh, thank you for the love, by the way. The Briscoes are signed to Ring of Honor. So... They're just oh, yeah. kind of sitting at home, hanging out. They're making a few indie appearances here and there. They did Warrior Wrestling uh, last month, but they're not a part of Impact. They did that. They fulfilled their obligations, and they moved on their merry way. I do enjoy the Briscoes, and I did forgot that they were in Impact. I would like to see them come back because I feel like wherever the Briscoes go, they bring an intensity to that tag team roster where I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Graham B shouting and uh, giving a mother and shout outs to Tedge. We love W Morrissey. That's a tall man. Had himself, a tall big man. Had himself a big time last night at the AEW. So there we go. Let's go backstage. Heath and Rhino are celebrating. They run into Motor City Machine Guns and they're like, hey, it should have been us with those tag titles. And Heath and Rhino are like, yeah, maybe, but you know, we'll defend the tag titles anytime. So go find management and tell them we'll make it happen. So they go to find Scott Demore, do the Motor City Machine Guns, and they find the major players. 
That's right. Matt Cardona and Brian Myers are up by the door and they're like, no, we want the tag title shot. And then there's a square mission. They argue. And then Scott leaves his office. He's like, I can't get a minute of peace around here. So he makes Matt Cardona and Alex Shelley. Uh, and I'm like, all right, let's do this match. So let's just get right into it. Cardona and Shelley have a match that um, ends up being full of weird distractions and weird double teaming. It's not a tag match, but it's a good singles match. It ends with a distraction finish and roll up. So it's a very sports entertainment match. But because it's Shelly and Cardona and they both know how to work, it was a good match. Cardona gets the win after, oh God, what happens? The digital media title comes into play. Myers slides it into the ring and then it comes into play, comes out of the play. And then eventually Myers hits Shelly with the digital title while he's running the ropes. Cardona rolls up. Alex Shelly gets the win. And yeah, Motor City Machine Guns get beat up afterwards by the major players and Heath and Rhino make the save. Crest to talk about the match. I mean, you said everything. <laughs> so I mean, it, was a, it was a very standard match, but I will say, let me not say that. I take that back. Let me take that back. Beyond a standard match, it was very sports entertaining, which I really enjoyed. Um, Matt Cardona cheating with Ryan Myers cheating and the Motor City Machine Guns who are typically like, hey, we're not going to cheat, but matching them cheat for cheat, 10 out of 10. I liked when Motor City Machine Guns gave um, Brian Myers the what for in the ring. And the ref was like, what the hell are you doing? And Saban's like, well, he's not the legal man. He, you want me to do? I'm just following the guy. It was pretty hilarious. I don't like that they cheated to win, but what did you expect? Also, too, Matt Cardona's theme song is really good. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my Spotify. <laughs> There's a version that he had made of that theme when he did the GCW match on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And it's like an... Uh, because he wanted to do the Sandman because it was they were doing Hammerstein, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do the Metallica version. Uh, they wanted to do Enter Sandman, but instead they had the band Downstate who does his theme. They did uh, a remix using the Enter Sandman song, but with his new lyrics to this, like whatever this theme is. 10 out of 10. If you put it on Spotify, Matt Cardona, if you ever see this, I will download it. I'll send it to you later. I'm sure it was on SoundCloud after it went up. This is, it's almost. He's a SoundCloud rapper. I love that. No, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, they released it on SoundCloud because I think there were certain legal obligations if they went with a Metallica song. Ah, uh, yes. Tale as old as time. Metallica and DMCAs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, match was fine. It, again, it turned into a weird tag team minute where eventually Saban yeah. shows up, evens the odds. They hit a facial on Brian Myers. I just wanted to say that word. Uh, and get away with it. So here we are. We're backstage. Rich Swan is talking to Josh Alexander. He's just like, hey, you got people coming at you from all angles. I get it. And then Gail Kim walks in. It's like, can I get a moment with Josh? Rich Swan walks off and says, I got my two cents with Bully. I have a lot of experience with him. He taught me the most out of anybody, but he also told me not to trust anybody in this business. So watch your back, which is essentially what everyone else is telling Josh Alexander. And then out of nowhere comes Steve Macklin. He beats down Josh Alexander. Uh, Frankie Kazarian shows up. He handles Macklin. Security splits them up. We go to commercial. We come back. And Kaz is like, I don't care about you, Josh Alexander. I just, I'm looking out uh, for my best interests. I'm trying to make it to overdrive. And then Josh is like, well, there's one less person to worry about. That's great. And then he says, well, Aussie Open want the best tag team. And then we make up, Josh, Josh and Kazarian make up halves of the best tag teams in Impact history, which is a very confusing statement to make. And... They decide they're going to team up and take on Aussie Open. Instead of literally any other tag team in Impact Wrestling, you get one half of the North 
and one half of Michael Shane and Frankie Kazarian in 2003. No, I'm sorry, The Addiction. Uh, so what what are we doing? What, is this is I mean, it's going to be a fun match, but like, why does it have to be these two guys taking on Aussie Open? I may be new to wrestling, but I'm not new to stunts, and I smell a stunt. That's what I smell. All of these What's people, the all like, okay. I thought it was weird that for weeks now y'all making Eddie Edwards seem like he's Miss Cleo. Oh, you better watch your back. Nobody believes you. You better be safe. Da, 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 da. Now that Honor No More is broken up, oh boy, everybody's like, watch your back, watch your back. Y'all weren't doing this with uh with Rich Swan. Y'all weren't doing this with like what is this like now? Oh, you better watch your back. So why would you like you said with the what with the depth? Of tag teams, y'all have an impact wrestler. You would put these two, how can they coexist? They're pretty good. They're fine. I smell a stunt. Against Aussie Open? How'd that go work? Aussie Open gonna come back and lose again? Hear me out. I smell a stunt. Aussie Open and Ace of Bays, that should have been the play. Agreed. 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 That would have been it. But, I mean, I'm assuming we're gonna have Moose play off the ace austin stuff next and chris bay like it's they're all intertwined and that's upsetting but i really wish that we could have done ace of bays versus aussie open that would have been fun for me to watch anyway uh philly 76 with the super chat anyone else noticed from focus of the tag division major players motor city machine guns heath and rhino aussie open ace of bays they all seem better than expected after ogk left uh listen they always had the depth that's the thing. They always oh, yeah. have the depth. It's just now we're starting to see major players coming together. That you know, that's because Matt Cardona is back from injury, and they got to do something with him. Uh, instead of just jumping into the front of the the world championship, they're like, let's do a tag with Brian Myers. Why not? You know, uh, everyone else there. Same thing with Rhino. The whole idea was that Rhino would come back. They take out OGK. They take out Honor No More, and it would lead to the end of that story. So like. It's it's strange. It's always been there, but they really sit on these teams for a long time. I will also go ahead and say that even though my personal feelings of honor no more aside, they did dominate a lot of the shows a lot of the time. So even if there were other people who wanted to do stuff, if honor no more was like, we're not having a show unless I talk to Scott Demore, they were interfering in matches. So even if there were matches, we can't remember them because honor no more was like, nah, this is honor no more hour. So... <laughs> Uh, and Scoop Sulko saying, Sam Sansaf told me don't trust Bully when I checked into the hotel. <laughs> I get it. like sound advice. It does. Everyone in Las Vegas was saying, don't trust Bully Ray. I mean, like I, I think we said this last week. Bully Ray is up there with people you don't trust in wrestling, like Charlotte Flair, Sasha mm-hmm. Banks. Uh, who else can't you? Ric Flair, <laughs> Randy Orton. Like he, he's, yeah, he's up there. He's up there. And you right. know whose fault that is? Bully Ray. Bully That's Ray. his fault. So. That's right. Well, you know who you can trust? Joe Hendry. He has a match <laughs> with Raj Singh, not before giving a promo first. He's like, fortunes are made and lost in Las Vegas. One person lost it all last night, and that person has to confront their family, tell them that he lost it all. But it's okay, because he believes. He believes in Joe Hendry. And then he's going to, and the the wife is going to believe in Joe Hendry and believe in 252 pounds of pure motivation. And the answer to all of life's problems, she believes in Joe Hendry. 
I know we got we got to get that on. on Sorry, we're gonna get it. Listen, when you started describing Joe Hendry, I was like, I want to wave my hands. He's mm. so fine. <laughs> Match ain't long. Uh, Hendry gets the win. They finally have a name for that move that he did. It's called the standing ovation. Which, by the way, fantastic. Uh, and he does this trust fall move now, where he picks you up in a fireman's carry and just whoosh, drops you. Good stuff. Honestly. The way you feel about Johnny Swinger is the way I feel about Joe Hendry. I've got all my friends to feel the same way. In fact, one of my friends today was like, I thought that was just a meme. I did not realize it was part of the whole bit. And I love it even more. I'm like, I don't, Joe Hendry could be the drizzly shits in the ring. And I would still vote for him because it's so catchy. And he's good on the mic. I believe in Joe Hendry. I am a Joe Hendry stan. My costume would have been Joe Hendry, but I could not grow a beard in time. My apologies. Shout out to Swingman, by the way. Resigned a contract with Impact Wrestling to take him for at least oh, another year around the sun. Come on, Johnny said. Swinger. Hell yeah. Welcome back, Swingman. We look forward to talking to you soon. Or at least me. I, I, come on, Swingman. Let's talk. Let's chat. I, honestly, you made me a believer. This earring is just going to stay down. You <laughs> made me a believer in uh, the Swingman. The Swingman daddy. And I'm here for the whole gimmick. Listen, I was a non-believer, but you showed me the way. Maybe you are Joe Hendry in disguise. Mm. Joel Hendry. I believe Joel Hendry. <laughs> Joel Hendry. <laughs> That's fine with me. They've already called. They call me Joel Gacy on Tuesdays. They can call me Joel Hendry. On no, Thursday. not Joel Gacy. Have you not seen this? It's a whole ass thing, baby. <laughs> oh my not goodness. That. Yep. Let my hair grow long enough and you'll see. Cold we're backstage. Leader, speaking, come on of, now. speaking of absolute weirdos, uh, we're backstage with Violent by Design and they're like, hey, defeat and loss can teach you things. The revival of violence is, was spawned out of defeat and loss. And that Sammy's eyes were open and clear once Eric Young eliminated him from the Call Your Shot gauntlet. And next week, it's Sammy versus Eric Young. I'm fine with that. Do it next week. Get it out of the way. Uh, I wonder what's going to come out of that. And uh, <laughs> got to put this up. Thank you. Uh, there we go. Are, are you looking forward to Sammy and Eric Young? No. Come on. It'll be a good violent affair. That's why I'm not going to watch it. I'm. <laughs> you know how I'm feeling. Listen, I think these two are going to beat the hell out of each other and for that for that alone i'm not watching i'm soft i'm soft sammy callahan and what's his name cody Broads get in the ring and start bleeding like pigs and i respect it it's an art form but uh, it's the nick gage special no thanks i respect you but no ooh, ooh. Call him cody Broads. cody Broads. <laughs> like Broads, like br like like bro, also too. I meant to say this earlier. I had to look down to see where it was when um. Okay, sorry. Josh <laughs> Alexander was wearing a Joe Doring shirt, and I thought that was really cool. So, oh yeah, he was. If you guys haven't brought your merch, it helps Joe Doring, and he's going through just a cancer treatment. So do that. Be helpful. Yep. Be grateful. Yeah, if you go to Impact Wrestling and into their merch store, you can buy a Joe Doring t-shirt. 100% of the proceeds go to Joe and his family as he battles cancer. Uh, and we're hoping that he's doing well right now. That would be, uh, it would be nice to hopefully hear some good news soon. So let's yeah. uh, let's keep rolling. Edward Edwards is talking with Gia Miller. Says, honor no more, is no more. Uh, thanks for the update. 
bud. <laughs> she says there's nothing left to salvage. And then Gia's like, where do you stand with Alicia Edwards? And there is no answer. It's almost like they're trying to retcon this whole thing or do some sort of big swerve where Alicia and Eddie are now besties again and everything's good. Who knows? And then he's like, would I do it all again? Is like if the mission was righteous and if we were successful, there would be no friction between me and Alicia. And he goes back to blaming PCO for everything as he does, calls PCO bitch and says he's going to pay for what he's done. So there you go. Man, to quote my great grandmother, men don't care about this segment. Men don't care. <laughs> like I knew what it was. I was already excited when Scott Demore fired him. And for you to sit here and blame PCO again. You going out sad, Eddie? <laughs> you going out sad? You going out sad? Not low key, high key. Want Lish to start a cult just to terrorize you for three months, and I will suffer through. Even if it's the, even if it's the worst, you deserve that. You, cause you, you. Please, PCO ran away. He beat up Vincent. This is kind of on you at this point, cause you're a bad leader if that's the case. So you still blame him? I hope Lish does the same thing to you. Talk about respect your privacy. I hope she starts a cult. I hope I hope she leads Death Dolls, and I hope Sue Young comes back just to terrorize you, Eddie Edwards. You deserve that for that. <laughs> what would the Cult of Lish be called? Cult of Lish. There you go. Delicious. <laughs> the Cult of Lishinality. No. All I got was cool. abolitionist. Oh my god, this is awful. <laughs> People watch this show. People watch this. Okay, okay. Uh. The lizards, like lizards, but li- I don't know, man. Don't put me on the spot. I got bones on my face. I got bones in my brain, man. <laughs> well, if you don't want bones in your brains and you want to be the most well-read wrestling fan in the entire universe, you can subscribe to Fightful Select for five dollars. You can start there, and it goes up higher depending on what you want out of your tiered subscription. Go to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, a little preview of what went on today alone we had a grapsity q a with the guys from that show we had a interview notes from clark connor's interview clark connor's who's of course involved with the new japan uh pro wrestling and also new japan usa new japan in japan as well he's a part of the tv title tournament we have news on AEW signings some new ones who have been signed some former impact stars who recently signed full tier deals recently and not after their first appearance in toronto if you know you know uh all that and more over on FIFOSelect.com, five bucks, all it is, breaking news and other fun stuff all the time. You get Alex Pawlowski's Sour Graps, where if you're not a big WWE fan, or maybe you just want to clown on everything like Cresta and I do, but he's a little more sour. We're not exactly sour. But if you want that, you can go over to FIFOSelect.com, get that. That's twice a week. What else do they do? You got Sean Ross Sapp's Q&A. You've got The List Goes On with Jimmy Van, Sean Ross Sapp. There's a ton of other stuff that goes on. Rob and Maggie do a post show over there. If you're familiar with Fightful Overbooked, then you know Rob and Maggie's coexisting show. Uh, they bring a post show after dark to Fightful Select. So go ahead and subscribe for five friggin' dollars. Get in on that, would you? Cresta, how much is it? Five dollars. Five Five, not to be confused with 10, but there is a 10 tier. There is a 10 tier. There's a five tier. For $5, you get all of that. For $10, you get more than that. It keeps going up. And you support us. You keep the lights on, baby. That's right. That's all you got to do. If you want to support Cresta and I right now, you can drop a super chat here on YouTube.com slash Fightful or a Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com. Next week, we've got 
on BTI. I love, by the way, that they're using BTI to do some of these X Division tournaments. Yes. We're going to have Yuya Yamura versus PJ Black, who is the former Justin Gabriel. You got Kenny King versus Speedball, Mike Bailey. And Aussie Open takes on Kazarian Josh Alexander. Eric Young takes on Sammy Callahan. If that's the main event, then I'm hoping for some pretty interesting stuff from Young and Callahan. That was the last thing that they promoted, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but um, I mean, I could see it. I could see them giving it time, too, if it gets as uh, disgusting as I think it will. <laughs> I could see them giving it time. We'll see. But, you know, I think it would be interesting if they take it where, you know, Sammy joins the design for a while. I think that would be cute, but it'll become an ego problem because Sammy don't. He works well with others because OVE. Or what, if that's what it was called, like high over everything. So whatever it was, whatever it was. But it was OBE. I'm like, but at the end of the day, like, so I don't know what you're gonna do when Sammy's like, I'm not doing that. So that'd be yeah. interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. There's a lot of really good stuff on the show, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. But for now, we got to get to that main event. Vexed and Giselle Shaw take on the team of Jordan Grace, Mickey James, and Taylor Wilde and Cresta. The first thing I love is that they added the last rodeo stipulation. And it gave this match stakes. Originally, it wasn't supposed to be a part of the Mickey James, if I lose, I'm out of here stipulation, but mm-hmm. they added it. They made it a big proponent of the match. And I'm really big into making that a match with stakes. They got in and made a real good, real good play out of a six person tag. Early on, a lot of good in and out tagging. I love that they spent a lot of time with Mickey James trying to like isolate her and try to beat her down and get the pin because it was all about trying to get Mickey James pinned mm-hmm. and out of here. That ends up being their downfall. We'll get to that. Um, but before I break down everything, tell me about your thoughts on the match. Uh, spoiler alert, Mickey James wins. She pins Chelsea Green. We'll get there in a second. But talk to me about that match. So before the match even started, when they had the promo with Vex and Giselle Shaw, they made it a point that they were going to go out of their way to mess with Mickey James. So I was like, okay, I didn't even know that the stipulation was on that match. But even if it wasn't, I didn't see Mickey James losing, let alone Mickey James eating the pin. So I didn't see that team losing. The team with Jordan Grace, your champion? Oh, no, that's not happening. At the beginning of the match, I had said this early in the show, and I'll say this now. Last week, I was like, Taylor Wilde, I don't know. This week, the opening third from her shining, it was a Taylor Wilde showcase in that opening third. She did amazing when she was getting her ass whipped. She did amazing when she was whipping these girls' ass. Everything about her. I was like, if you remember Flavor of Love from back in the day with Buck Wilde, I was like, let's get Taylor Wilde. She was doing so good. The next third was Mickey James getting worked over. And I'm like, damn, y'all really are going to pin her. But that's when I knew that was going to be their downfall. Because they were like going out of their way, especially Chelsea Green, to be like, I already beat you. I'll beat you again. And then when Jordan Grace got in there, when they when they did um the first interaction was all three, all six women in the ring, and they were all beefing with each other. I'm like, damn, I really want to see Giselle Shaw versus Jordan Grace. You're gonna die, but I want to <laughs> see it. I, I want to see it. And at the end, when Jordan Grace was just going crazy, and then Mickey got the pin over Green, I was like, I think Green will be a player later on in the Mickey's last retirement match before she actually retires. But I will say her pinning green was a lot of poetic justice. So I can't wait to see that run back match because technically that's a win over each person. You know what I mean? So they'll probably go with that Mickey James and Chelsea green match sooner than later because they want to put a bow on that story. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you want to, you want to finish it off because Chelsea green has victories over Mickey James. And now she, Chelsea green has a reason to say, I can retire you. I've beaten you before. Yeah. I'll do it again. So it's someone for, for Mickey James to, to overcome on her way up to the knockouts title, which is what she wants on this last rodeo. Uh, and I'm all for it. And Giselle Shaw again, continues to get shine, continues to look good, continues to get better and better. I love that she takes the title, starts doing a photo shoot with it, and then gets knocked <laughs> out. Oh, by Jordan Grace. It was it's crazy because they're yelling at her, Giselle, this is not what we meant by grab the title. And Giselle's like, I look good. I'm like, girl, no. Part of her downfall. She's just, she's so full of herself as she is the quintessential diva. So she's going to pose at any opportunity given. So it was good stuff. Um, you mentioned the the thirds in the match that all six women go in and, and they brawl before the commercial. That's again, there's some pretty like stereotypical trope main event six person tag things that they did. That was one of them. The other one was the um, someone comes in, they get taken out by the next competitor. Then the next competitor takes them out. They they did a lot of that, but luckily it wasn't the finish. So they did. Chelsea Green comes in, takes out Jordan Grace, and then Green gets taken out by Taylor Wilde. Then Wilde gets taken out by Giselle Shaw. Then Giselle Shaw gets taken out by Mickey James. Mickey James hits a mid kick on Deanna, followed by a Grace Driver. Mickey gets the seated senton on Deanna. It's only for two. That was okay because it wasn't the finish. It wasn't the everyone gets taken out and then one person gets the pin. They did a really good job of just kind of making it a part of the match, but not the finish. Um, and again, the downward spiral being Shaw grabs a knockouts title, gets a little full of herself. Vex goes for the double team pendulum slam and then Wild just spears Deanna out of her boots, looks great, and yeah. then hits allows Mickey to hit the Mick DT on Chelsea Green for the win and Mickey rides again. A really good match, a really solid finish. All six women looked real, real solid. I enjoyed the match much more than I thought I would. And like you said, Taylor Wilde came out and did so much better than she did yes. coming out of the last pay-per-view and the last set of tapings, which, by the way, that's something she talked about on her podcast, that she went in to uh, Bound for Glory and the tapings a little nervous because she hadn't been wrestling in almost a year, if not hmm. longer. So she didn't know what to expect. So she got a little lost in the tapings after Bound for Glory with the match with Mia Yim. But she seems to be back on the horse, at least for now. And the confidence seems to be back, which I'm a big fan of that. I have been saying recently, and I think that this is a good word of advice for anyone who enjoys wrestling, that one wrestler is always just one gimmick away or one match away from being your favorite wrestler. and Or just at least changing your mind and your opinion about them. I go everywhere to be sports entertained and to see someone who I'm like, man, I don't really feel that way about them for me to just completely change my mind. Listen, I don't mind being fake and saying I was wrong because I, I was thoroughly entertained and it sucks that she was nervous because like, girl, you got it, girl, you got it. It was, she was so good. And like, I would out of that match, I would like to see her versus Deanna Perrazzo. No matter who wins, I think that'll be a really good match. And Looking forward to what comes next. Mm -hmm. uh, we do know that Overdrive is coming up on November 18th. It's an Impact Plus show. Uh, and if you missed at the beginning of the show, we did have, let everyone know that moving forward, Cresta and I are going to be doing those post shows too. We're going to be doing all of the Impact, all of your Impact stuff. It's going to be Cresta and I. So the Impact Plus, Plus shows, the Impact Weekly show, and Impact pay-per-views, uh, we'll be doing those. Uh, like I said, Overdrive's a little weird just because it falls right before full gear AEW's pay-per-view on the Saturday. So we're going to figure it out, but bear with us. We're going to have a post show for all of these events moving forward. Uh, we hear you impact fans. We want to continue to give you that 
content that you've been supporting us with and that you've enjoyed. And so we hope that you continue to enjoy it with us. Cresta, is there anything else that we missed tonight that we got to talk about on this show? One moment, please. Processing your requests. Looks over notes. I think we got it all. You know, like today, I thought the show overall was very middle of the road. Like I said, when we were off air, I, um, I very passively listened to it and partially because I was trying to give you the best Rosemary fantasy possible, but also because like when it comes to impact wrestling, I never worry about the wrestling. It's the storylines that I'm really interested in. And tonight I think really just, okay, maybe it was a reset or this is where we're going until the end of the year, or at least till we get to the next major pay-per-view and I'm here for it. Solid, solid episode tonight. What did you think about it? Do you think we missed anything? No, I don't think we missed anything. And one thing that I always point out is whenever Impact goes to a new town to do a set of tapings uh, or it's coming off of an event, they have to kind of recalibrate a little bit. Uh And that's what it was tonight. Because again, the Impact way is we bring in some special guests, but we have our core wrestlers who are part of the show and will always be part of the show. So they were definitely setting some stuff up. Um, Overdrive is in, you know, what, three or four weeks so I'm I'm expecting a lot of stuff to get ramped up as we get through the next couple of weeks. Um, this was a good setup show. It wasn't a big like we're gonna throw everything at you type of show. It was yeah. a, it was it was setting up storylines for Overdrive. We have you know one match for sure. That's the the, the world title match, and now we got to figure out everything else. And we had the finals of the X Division tournament, which is TBD anyway, uh, and, and it looked good to me. Yeah, I mean like overall. I really enjoy impact wrestling and I can't wait for them to turn it up. But sometimes when they turn it up too much, I like if they turn it up in the middle of the show, this is me by the end. I'm like, so I'm glad that today was an even show because right before overdrive, I know it's going to be one right after the other. And we're glad that you joined us tonight. That's our show. Cresta, where can the people find you on the internet? Ladies and gentlemen, I always appreciate you guys. Come in here and pulling up every Thursday with us. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Star every Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm no longer streaming Fridays because I'm going to be here with Joel Pearl every other Friday, every time. Impact got a, a, a pay-per-view, a premium live event. We're going to be here talking about it with you. On Saturdays, you can find me on Know Your News. Me and Jules the Human, we talk about gaming gone weird and all your weird, obscure gaming news. We find it. We tell you. And you can find me, all of those links, even a playlist of all of the stuff we've done together here on this channel. At Cresta the Star on Twitter. In the link tree, there you will find me and Joel. That was a lot. Joel, where can the people find you, Mr. Joel Pearl? Not hard to find. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Leave a thumbs up here on this video. It would be greatly appreciated. We love it when you share the link with your friends and tell them to come and watch two clowns talk about professional wrestling because that's really really all we're doing at the end of the day, right? I mean, come on. I got the face paint on. You went far this week. Happy Halloween. Uh, Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy the rest of your week. So much content dropping every single day here at Fightful.com. Go and subscribe now. Cheers, folks. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy. Happy Halloween. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.